And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margot. But I do know that there's a special holiday episode of Often Wrong, Never in Doubt on its way. Let's go! Welcome back to Often Wrong, Never in Doubt, episode nine, the Christmas version. Merry Christmas, Pratt. Merry Christmas. And actually, happy Festivus. We are recording. Today is actually the yes. day of Festivus. So that means uh, that if you're listening to this, it's probably after Christmas because we're not going to get this out before Christmas, but still in the holiday season. But yes, happy Festivus. For the rest of us. Yeah. Did and you, if you bring haven't your... watched that Seinfeld episode, you absolutely need to. Did you bring your list of grievances to air with me? The later? airing of the grievances will happen. We might need to do that with Prob- the... With the ladies later. We should probably do it privately too, <laughs> not on air, <laughs> because there's some things that we got to talk about. Oh my goodness. And yeah. then feats of strength. Feats of strength, the aluminum pole. That's, you know, <laughs> well, we've got enough golf clubs around here that I feel like we've got an aluminum pole. But anyways, yes, happy and Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you. Yes. And it's December 23rd. I don't Christmas. know if you still recognize or, you know, celebrate. Hanukkah or not, because you're a heritage uh, you're raising, but I, you know, happy Hanukkah to you. I recognize that it is still a holiday. Yes. <laughs> I personally do not celebrate it, even though I can recite the entire uh, Hanukkah prayer in Hebrew. We'll do that as a, a, a link at a different time. Maybe that's the outro. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to do, this is supposed, it's kind of like a mini episode. I'm hoping that we'll do this in under 30 minutes. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So real quick, um, we're not going to do our normal every routine. We just got a few things to talk about. Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of fan mail, but I did have a couple of cool interactions, actually a bunch, but two new people, a uh, buddy of mine named Super Dave here in Bluffton reached out to me uh, and Edward this week and said it was entertaining and he learned something. Which... Well, I highly doubt that, Dave. <laughs> but... <laughs> and then uh, my sister from another Mr. Amber, she texted me and said that that last episode was the best one yet, which I think we're getting better. I, I think... mean, you can't get worse. No, well, well, there's a bell curve. There is. <laughs> so, At uh, first we thought we knew everything. Yeah. Turns out this was an accurate title for a podcast. Well, so I'm looking at my little uh, my little sheet here. It's like a little cheat sheet, and it's kind of like the three or four topics we're going to talk about. All right. The next one is gift exchange. I might have to X through that, Stephen. <laughs> no, because, this is fantastic, actually. Because... because I texted you that this is something we're doing on this podcast, and you responded that you have something for me that might not be appropriate, and then you didn't show up with a gift. Got nothing. So this is going to be a gift. It's a one direction gift. It's a unidirectional gift. Yeah. But here's why I While like this. While we're talking about it, you go ahead and start trying to open this. Here's, here's why I like it is because I like to extend yeah, gift giving. Yeah. So I'll open this and then you will have something for next well, time. Well, first of all, there's two things in here. Okay. okay. And I, I want to explain when you when you open them. Okay. Okay. I know it's in a it's a poison box, but that's a that's a shoe company that I like. Here we go. Okay. Okay. So he's holding up right now. A very nice FootJoy oh, winter hoodie. The Thermo for golf. Series Golf Zip-Up. Yeah. So there's two reasons that I got this for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's One is because you embarrassed me <laughs> at Berkeley Hall a week or two ago. He had a... That's that one time. 
So it was cold and he showed up in an Eddie Bauer windbreaker that it looked like you, you got that when you got a car in 2002, a Ford Explorer. It may Eddie have been Bauer. the Explorer Eddie Bauer edition. Yes. So this well, is lovely. Well, the other thing this is because nice you too. are playing more golf. We are uh, playing more golf. And I guess we're playing in country clubs where there's yeah. like, you know, rules about what you're supposed to be wearing. But the rules are changing because I can tell you when I grew up, I was privy to a couple of country clubs. We weren't allowed to wear hoodies, so but this is a nice. So he's got a hood, real um, nice. I do like the hood, actually. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you so much. Well, the other I do reason like is this. because I'm enjoying playing golf with you, and I want to say something too. I almost got you a blue, but I went with gray because I'm, you I'm didn't get, get black. I'm trying to get you away from black. I mean, this is it's the New Jersey black. It's a thing. steel blue gray. So the New Jersey black thing's got to stop. I like so, it. I'm All right, okay. relax. So this is the second thing. And he's holding up right. What this is holding? a 2024 calendar of dogs pooping in beautiful places. <laughs> so, it, full disclosure, front. I bought two. I got one for Rich Reed, this a former amazing. guest, because he thinks dogs pooping. He sends me photos all the time of dogs pooping. Are they looking at you in every photo? I don't know. This is Eye amazing. contact could be weird. They always do it. Um, uh, Australian shepherds in, <laughs> on mountaintops. This is fantastic. We'll post some photos of this along the the way because yeah. this is a great I, <laughs> all right so, well stay tuned i love this thank you so much one trying to dress me better which i appreciate i'm not gonna Even sleep though, tonight because i'm so excited about your gift or also i'm so sad that you didn't bring one but that's okay gift giving is my second maybe <laughs> what's your first physical touch and closeness sweet yeah we can hold hands saddle actually. up partner <laughs> i'll be the big spin <laughs> I like to be the little spoon because it makes me feel safe. We already discussed this in a previous I episode. I know. <laughs> well, thank you, sir, for this wonderful gift. I do appreciate it. No problem. And, and I'm very I can't practical. wait to get out and play now. I'm a very practical dad. I kept a gift receipt in case that's the wrong size, but I think it is the right size. Because okay. last time I hugged you, I kind of sized you. kind of sized me up. I like uh, I liked that. You did, hang, you did linger a little measuring. longer. I was measuring. Mm -hmm. That's good. Now it all makes sense. All right. So today we are going to jump into the wine tasting. And I picked something pretty popular. Um, it really broke out in uh, in 2000, maybe five, six, seven, um, as one of the most valued. I think in 2007, I'm, I'm not sure. Often wrong, never now. But I think 2007, Wine Spectator named it the, most val uh, the best value wine in the world. But today we're tasting something from Australia called Molly Duker, the Boxer. I love the label. Yeah, so it's a 2020 Shiraz from Australia. And uh, two fun facts. I always have fun facts. Fun right? fact. So first of all, Syrah and Shiraz are exactly the same grape. Okay. It's really just regional expressions or what they want to call it. Oh, um, I but did if, not know that. Yeah, but if you want to get technical and learn a little something about it, so when there's different climates right? The grapes react differently. So a lot of cooler climates call it a Syrah and it tends to have a little bit of old world and the warmer climates mm -hmm. like Australia, a Syrahs, uh, it's very fruit forward and it's a new world style. Okay. So those are two fun facts about this. Uh, well, that's actually one. Sorry. That's the a singular second, fact. Yeah. The second one is Molly Duker. So the name Molly Duker means someone that is left-handed. Oh, so Southpaw yeah. or Molly Duker. Or Molly Duker. Yep. Or tribe of Benjamin. <laughs> yes, I've heard that as well. It's true. So of the 12 tribes of Israel, so yeah. that is translated, tribe of Benjamin is the left-handed tribe. Isn't that amazing? That is. I think something like 11% of the people in the world are left-handed, but the tribe of Benjamin, they were over 
80 something or 90% left-handed. That is wild. I know. All right. So you're sipping this. I'm going to read the winemaker notes because- well, Cheers. Cheers. Oh yeah. Well, we got real glasses this time. Uh-huh. And these are actually proper Syrah or Shiraz glasses, also known as Zimbadel glasses in America. It's a little bit smaller uh, opening. Mm. Okay. Um, so the winemaker notes, I'm going to read them because I thought it was funny because it comes in more of a, well, Australian. So it, Here's what it says, complex and expressive. Mm. The 2020 boxer exudes, I'm going to get this wrong. This word wrong, vivacity, vivacity, mm. whilst maintaining great length. That's what she said. Nailed it. So the whilst, oh, I don't know if Andrew Rice listens to this, but he has a wild, whilst, a little bit of a complex as well. Okay. Black cherries, fresh plum, rich dark chocolate, licorice max out the flavor spectrum. It's well-measured tannins and slightly toasted oak complement the rich fruit. Mm. So while you're getting your thoughts... I mean, full disclosure, we've had this before, and you, I really Not on our podcast. It. Not on the podcast. No no, 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 no. I was excited when we saw it, though. Well, I, I, it's, there's a great story, and we don't have enough time to go through it on how these... The, so the Marquis Phillips were two best buds in uh, high school and college, and they started Marquis Phillips in Australia, and it was the number one wine in Australia. And they had a falling out, but they had an agreement on a napkin, I think, where if they ever did, one would get the grapes, okay. one would get the name. And so the Marquis family ended up getting the grapes. And I think it was a harsh falling out because it was a very expensive wine, Marquis Phillips was. Okay. And he came out with this Molly Duker in the early 2000s, and it was $14, $15. It was out of this world. So anyways, I don't want to go into that right now. But it's what's really late. cool is, I will say this, guys, you can find this... Pretty much anywhere, but it's a screw screw cap. Australia has really led the way with screw screw tops or yeah. screw caps. <clears throat> um, but they have something called the Molly Duker shake. So full disclosure, I did the Molly Duker shake, where you pour a little bit out, you know, then you put the cap back on, you shake it for ten seconds, take the cap off, and let it sit for thirty seconds while the bubbles, you know, kind of dissipate. And it's a dramatic difference. Why do they do that? Well, we've talked about is this. It's almost like an aeration. Well, we we so we we talked about this on the earlier podcast, but it's called hyper decanting. Okay, you're hyper decanting it. Um, but I didn't know you could do that via yeah, <laughs> roughing sh- up the yeah, bottle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially with something that's you know pretty fruit forward like this. Huh. That's what I was looking up. Actually, I was just trying to pull it up because it says right on the back of the bottle to do the, the Molly Duker shake. And I was like, I do with that? other bottles, but it's really neat with the screw top because it makes it easy. All right. Do you have, what's your take on this? I mean, it's much less, um, like when I think Shiraz, I think spice mm-hmm. and it does have a little bit of a spice to it, but much more drinkable in, in the sense of like, it's not real bitey. So I guess that's what you mean by like more fruit forward. Mm-hmm. It's not like a ton of spice on the front. So I, I really enjoy it. Um, which spice girls are you talking about? Posh spice, sporty spice, fruity spice. Oh, it's fruity spice. Okay. Um, so my quick thoughts: I definitely taste black licorice on the beginning, mm. and then it finishes really smooth with like dark berries, like a blueberry or blackberry, but not in I a. Jam- almost feel like not blackberry a and cherry like show up a lot in these reds, but I mean, I guess that's pretty normal, right? Yeah, I think I mean, there's. I, I, I don't really taste there a lot black, of cherry. I think but there's something called black cherry. Black cherry, yeah. Okay, yeah. But I see dark blueberries or something like that. But anyway, so this, guys, this is, it's still a great value because it's amazing, but- How has, much is it? It has bumped up to about the 27 to $30 range, depending on where you buy it. I got this at Bill's again. Bill's, okay. are you listening? Still um, accepting sponsorships. Yeah. 
I've committed to this great with. And uh, so this is the part where we talk about what to be paired with. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's holiday time. I think a lot of people are going to be throwing some prime ribs in the oven. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're doing like a like a horseradish mash or like something with a, like a little bit elevated flavor profile than just mashed potato, I think this could go really well with like a, a well-seasoned prime rib out of yeah. the oven. I'm going to reach a little bit, although I, I think I've been supported in this um, just from, you know, my research, but lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know what you normally mix with lamb. So venison, it is deer season right now. I, mm. think, I think venison would be really good. And then if you go to a different, you know. Yeah, like because a, the fruitiness cut the gaminess, right? right? It would be really, mm-hmm. I like then that. A, then, a, then one more, spaghetti bolognese. Ooh. Can you imagine that right now? We're going to talk about that in the next Oh, yeah. You're supposed to be making section. a sauce. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is this holiday episode, um, we're going to keep drinking this wine, but we're going to just really talk a little bit about some family traditions and then end with our ha- uh, our ha-ha moment. So, ha-ha. Ha-ha. Why don't you try the soup? What's wrong with the soup? Is it too hot, too cold? Uh, try the soup. What is wrong with the soup? What is wrong with the soup? Oh. Where's no, the spoon? Ha-ha. Now we have no more listeners. I know. All right. So let's talk. It is Festivus. It's about to be Christmas, about to be, you know, New Year's. You and I are still getting to know each other, you know. I don't know if that's true anymore. I think so. I I, I mean. Don't believe it, people. Tell us. <laughs> We'd still. Tell don't. us a little bit. I mean, you just took a trip, but tell us a little bit about any of your holiday traditions or what you look forward to or kind of what patterns you guys fall into. Yeah. So, I mean, my wife and I did take this on, which we used to do as a family. <clears throat> so, I grew up with Santa Claus. Our kids don't do Santa Claus. Regardless of which aisle, uh, side of the aisle you fall on, my parents always used to give one gift on family gifts on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day was all about like the kids and the presents in the in the morning. So we so now Grace and I will do a present to each other on Christmas Eve. So that's still kind of a, a tradition. And then my whole life, my mom always so we're from Jersey, heavy Italian influence. So like depending on where you're from in Italy, you either call it gravy or sauce. Mm. Gravy is brown and put on turkey for me. Sauce is just red sauce, right? So make a five or a six hour sauce on top of the stovetop, hand crush the tomatoes. So with the six hour, is that what it literally sits on the stovetop for six hours? Or yeah. is that the full prep time and everything? That is sitting so on the stovetop. Okay. Nice just and bubbling, slow. Just like subs. Gentle simmer. Ooh. You know, hot and sweet sausages and homemade meatballs cooked in the sauce. I mean, it is, I only make it once a year because it takes all day, but I make enough to freeze and I'll bring some. It probably is draining, probably draining for you to focus that long because I mean, for me, you and I are not the most like, I mean, if you, <laughs> that's why you only do it one time it's a year. Dedication. It <laughs> is. I mean, it's like someone training for a, a half marathon. You're like, I'm slicing <laughs> the, you know, it's like a good fella's garlic slice. The devil's you know, in there. the details. Plus you have to pay attention that long. So we make all of this sauce and then on Christmas Eve, I'll put together a lasagna for dinner. And we'll, do you have sauce left over? Like, am I can a ton? I, I will bring you some. Oh, I was going to say, tons I mean, of sauce left over. You can totally over. cop out on this gift exchange that you failed at, and uh, <laughs> just give me a can this, of sauce. I mean, this is probably the best gift that I could give. Like, I don't give this out to people. It's my whole day. Steven's special sauce. <laughs> oh man, S A S S cubed. Oh my gosh. And the T-shirt to go with it. Oh my god. So yeah, so that's really. I mean, my tradition. I like to put together lasagna. So this year, the girls will help me 
put the lasagna together, layer it all out. You know, it takes time, nice. but it's what else it's, do you guys do? Great. You guys do anything? We traveled. Is that normal? Is well, that so this is the first year in 16 years of marriage that we are not traveling. Huh? So, you know, I grew up in a divorce household. So it was my mom, my dad, her parents all kind of same day. So it was always running around. And then now that we've moved south, her mom was here for a month. She hung out. So we got to see her. We just got to see my brother-in-law on uh, vacation to Dollywood. And Chris, then, uh, Chris Harris, if you're listening to this, a month is a, it's a long time. We love you. That's my mother. That's my mother-in-law. Uh, she has lived with us for a long time. Once they had a house kind of almost destroyed by a hurricane. But yeah, good, good for you. A month. Yeah, just about. And you know, she's easy peasy. She's recently a widow, so like well, we met her. She came over, hung out. She yeah, she great. got to hang out for yeah, Thanksgiving and stuff. Um, she, her keg stand was amazing, right? Yeah, oh, I mean, gosh. at eighty. So this is the first year. So in terms of holiday traditions, like. We haven't really started any because, you know, Christmas Eve we'd cook and then Christmas Day we were always traveling. So this is the first year that we're here for Festivus, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, just us. So I don't know. I'm excited to probably stay in pajamas all day. Mm -hmm. Maybe make some like brioche French toast or something fun for for breakfast and then never say that again. watch a <laughs> Christmas story over and over again until... We watch Elf. I yeah, mean, Elf I, is the big. Yeah. Dare I say, though, because traditions happen by accident. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can be intentional about creating this. I mean, moving on, like continuing them. But today's Festivus. Yeah. You guys have popped over in the afternoon. Maybe this might be the start of something. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's, hey, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to bounce it. If you don't, you know, if if you don't, don't like, like send it back. Just send it back. Okay. <laughs> You have 364 days <laughs> to consider to, it. To consider it. Yeah. Okay, okay fine. Um, How about you guys? What do you do? Or what have um, you done? Well, Kim's big on, you know, she's, uh, she likes, I'll say the word discipline, which she does like discipline, but she's very repetitive and likes um, consistency. So, you know, we have a couple of things that we do. I mean, she bakes like crazy. You just walked in our house, you saw oh, yeah. the stuff out. It looks like we're, you know, keep there's nothing else. actively being baked, but there it is like flour. And I, I noticed immediately. There are shoe boxes of frozen <laughs> cookies. I don't know why we freeze them. I don't know why we put them in shoe boxes instead of, you know, Rubbermaid. But I can't or t Tupperware. I, it's I not just, your lane. Stay out of your lane. But she's bakes like crazy. But we have a couple. Um, Christmas Eve, we you know we go to the church to Christmas Eve service. Yeah. And we started. Goodness, I really should look back, but I think it's probably, you know. 15 to years, maybe longer, we started having a dinner with our friends, the ushers, and we do Chinese takeout and exchange gifts. On Christmas Eve? On Christmas Eve. Yeah. And then when they leave, uh, we have a tradition with the kids where they get their first present and it's pajamas. And they already know it's always pajamas. It's, it's always, always pajamas and does it always, always match? That's, it's, they, sometimes, they used to, but now they don't. You know, you get teenagers and stuff like that. It gets a little... Yeah. But, you know, I have two – well, actually, this is – I love Christmas Eve service. I love the ushries. One special husband-wife moment is – and I don't know when this started, but, you know, we all kind of – I hate to use the word stress, but you kind of press towards the finish line. So once the kids go to bed after the pajamas – Oh, yeah. I'm building bikes. We put – yeah. Yeah. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> I used to be doing that. Um, you know, we put the kids to bed, whatever. And then we put the presents out and then Kim and I have started this thing where we, well, whether it's a glass of wine or champagne, we will just sit by the fire and pretty much just sit there 
until midnight until mm. you know and share Christmas together first, which nice. is kind of which is kind of cool. And like it's kind of like a whew, decompression. Yeah, you know, we made we, it. Yeah, we, tomorrow's we their know. day. But uh, it's that's good. And Kim's lo- uh, love language is quality time, so I think that's important to her. But food wise. Uh, we always do country ham biscuits and monkey bread in the morning uh, for Christmas. Okay. And what does a country ham biscuit consist of? Well, my mom always, well, my grandmother always did it. Um, then my mom's always done it. And uh, she sends me for a Christmas gift, a couple of this Virginia cured, you know, uh, salt ham. Okay. Country ham. And so basically it's, uh, they used to make them by scratch, but we do frozen biscuits, but then we cook the ham and it's really good. So. Isn't it interesting how many traditions revolve around food? Oh, my goodness. I mean... Well, it's... Uh, I think it's a table that brings us together. It's interesting because I don't want to go into it, but it's going to be part of my aha moment is revolving about food and the table of community. So... I love it. Well, let's talk about that real fast. You know, we say aha moments. We say quotes. I have two things. So, maybe I'll talk about one and then maybe you talk about something and I'll finish it. So, sure. You know, last episode, we talked a little bit about Daisy. About what? Daisy, my, our dog. Yes. So, unfortunately, she uh, is no longer with us as of yesterday, which you know about. But it was interesting and it, it was an aha moment for me because I did choose to make a post on social media um, for yep. the day we adopted her, October 30th, 13 years, two months ago. And then a picture of her the other night. You know, when she was on the bed, not doing well and just, you know, talked about her adventure with us being over. And I say, social media is fine. I am not debating, you know, anything like that. And I'm um, tons of people, you know, liking the post. And But it was, it was interesting to me because I loved the comments um, and two things. You could tell who's had a dog oh, yeah. and lost a dog. They can immediately relate. People that I know that are friends, acquaintances, and in passing the last 20 years – People that I haven't spoken to will comment that have had a dog yeah. and have experienced that. And that's a different – and it's no, it's no, it's not anything wrong with someone that hasn't had a dog. What it's I'm the saying, difference between sympathy and empathy. Yeah. That, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting and you could tell, you know, you could tell that. But the other thing that was really interesting is – and I appreciate all the comments and all the stuff. But it's really neat to see how your close friends – and you can tell – you know, how they reach out and how they love on the family and, you know, privately, mm. you know, stop by, you know, call, yeah. text. And I think that meant a lot to all of us, yeah. you know, because, you know, Daisy was a awesome dog and um, part of our family for a long time. I mean, you know, we had her, like I said, in the last episode before Sadie was, was born. Yeah. So, and it's been That's interesting. Wild. It's been interesting navigating that conversation with all three of them. You know, I... Uh, right, because... How old was she? I mean, I saw the picture that Shelby yeah, I, looked like she was like... Yeah, I mean, she probably was six. You know, five or six. Yeah. yeah. JP's, you know, four. Three, yeah, four. it's the family dog that yeah. you grew up with. But um, it's been, it's been, you know, we're grateful, you know, to have had her. And um, again, just like, I mean, it seems like it's kind of like, oh, that makes, you know, that's common sense. But the difference in talking to your 18-year-old and 16-year-old and your 10-year-old uh, about it and the questions they have and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, just navigating it. But anyways, I was thankful for the community around us mm. and the close friends we have. I mean, you guys even, you know, said, hey, can we come over and just kind of, and we've had friends, you know, invite Sadie over yesterday and try to distract her. And yeah, you know, so it's been, it's really, it's a sad, it was a sad day, but it's really neat to see 
the community that we have that yeah. is kind of loving on us. So that was my aha moment. Mm. No, that's great. You know, you always get to share those. I mean, I you know, it's easy to share good experiences with yeah. people, right? It, when you get to share difficult experiences with each other, that's when I think tighter bonds get formed. So for me, you know, it's Christmas. I always get so interested by like just the miracle of the virgin birth and all this stuff. And I, you know, I've studied um, apologetics for a long time. And all that means is like, what's the cerebral aspect of what the Bible says? And, you know, just looking through some stuff and Isaiah, the book of Isaiah was the first one to prophesy that Jesus would be born to a virgin in Bethlehem. And it happened 784 years before he was born. Crazy. And, you know, so you start doing a little bit of a deep dive and there's an amazing book written by a professor. And he just basically did the statistical analysis of what it would look like for Jesus to fulfill the prophecies of the Old Testament by just being born. It's incalculable. So what he did was he just took eight. You know, let's say Jesus came and he fulfilled eight of these prophecies. And he actually was able to put a number to it. And it is 10 to the 17th power. So for Jesus to come and fulfill just eight of the 40 prophecies that he fulfilled, 10 to the 17th power, one in 10 to the 17th power is what the statistical odds are of that. Now, to put it in perspective, since none of us are mathematicians, it is like covering the state of Texas. With a silver dollar? In silver dollars. I've heard this one. Up to your waist, three feet. Three feet. And finding one particular largest, largest, dollar. yeah. So you have to go and just dig down and find one silver dollar. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it always blows my mind because there was a time where I did not believe, and now that I do, I just am o- always so overwhelmed by the evidence that this would come to pass. Yeah. So as we celebrate his birthday, yeah. I always am having aha moments of like, wow, it really. And truly is a miracle. Yeah. Well, so not an aha moment, uh, but I've been listening. Uh, JP and I went up to the father-son tournament, which we did well. We did well, by the way, as far as gross scores go. Well, you don't play net. Yeah, so gross scores. <laughs> uh, I think we tied for second. That means we don't get shots. Net means people get sh- uh, get handicapped. I don't shots. go anywhere to win gross. Yeah, so, <laughs> I have a shot. But we net. had a great trip. Um, Wild Dunes Links course. I never played that. Um, Where is but, that? Uh, in Sullivan's Island, basically uh, outside of North Charleston. Not okay. Charleston. It's north of Charleston. It's towards. But and it was a balmy seventy-two degrees. Close, or? forty-four and windy. <laughs> nice, yeah. yeah. Perfect you, temperature for me. Yeah, 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 you love that. Yeah, that's your favorite. I've got arthritis in my right hand and a multiple surgeries. It Sometimes was, Pratt will call me and be like, "Hey, it's looking like thirty-nine today." Oh, I'd say let's get, if let's it's out there. <laughs> no, if it's below, if it's below sixty, it's got to be sunny, <laughs> and like twelve o'clock. I can't. We can't do it. I don't do the cold. Yeah. I told you, I grew up on the rough side of sea pines. So. Hey, look, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to adopt this lifestyle, right? I mean, yeah. coming from the north, I don't think that 41 is cold. But. Well, so on the way up there and on the way back, uh, well, on the way up there and a little bit on the way back, I started listening to a book um, by uh, uh, Phil Robertson, uh, oh, yeah. you know, Duck Commander, mm-hmm. The Happy, Happy, Happy. Yeah. And it's pretty, it's pretty easy, pretty basic and stuff like that. But it's funny, he talks about his wife, Miss Kay, that's what they call her. Yeah. And, um, you know, that she's been blessed of, you know, that her grandmother taught her to cook and that they open their house up and there's always a big meal and always a big table. And 
which I thought was awesome because you see it in the you know the show that's no longer. But he talks about why they do that in mm. one of his favorite verses. And it's Romans. So this is going to be my quote. Okay. It's Romans 12, 12 and 13. Okay. And NIV says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Mm. And I just think that is, it was kind of cool. You know, it hit me listening to that, you know, opening up your house. I call it stewardship. That's yeah, what we I was do. say because you do that. Yeah, we teach our it kids. It resonates with you because yeah. you do that. We teach our kids stewardship and, you know, this being, you know, mindful of what you've been given and, and how to use that to further the kingdom. So, um, but I was, it was, it was thankful to, to listen to that and hear that. But I'm excited about Christmas. Me too. And I. Putting together bicycles. <laughs> I'm so okay, excited. so I have one Christmas story, and then we're going to close this up. Okay. Okay. Talk about Santa. Um, we won't dive into, you know, why you guys don't do Santa, and I think it's probably, you know, pretty obvious. But I remember, again, growing up in Sea Pines, the wrong side. You know, 62 North Sea Pines Drive was by the beach, but it was the back gate, you know, by the rentals. <laughs> uh, and I love my dad. He doesn't listen to this, um, but I love him to death. <laughs> but he is not very handy. Okay. Oh, okay. And uh, that's surprising. <clears throat> I know, I know. Well, because you are. I know, so. I know. Interesting. But we, uh, on Christmas Eve, the tradition that we had growing up is that my little sister Susie would sleep in the room with me. I had twin beds, and it was just kind of fun. They let us have a candle, which, you know, uh, we already <laughs> talked about some pyro issues I've had with burning right. down. Uh, but I will never forget, I was 10 years old. And it's probably 12, 1230. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my door opens and it's my dad. And he's looking, he looks at me and he gives me the, like the come hither with a, you know, his finger. finger. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come hither. And I walk out there and I'm just kind of falling asleep because they let us stay up late. And I'm like, what's going on? And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating and I'm good at exaggerating. And, and <laughs> this my, is not one of those times. Uh, and my dad will back this story up. I walk out through the house and through the kitchen and we get to the living room and there's this tree and there are 4,000 bike parts. That's an exaggeration, but there are two bikes <laughs> oh, no. totally not put together, oh, no. a pink one and a red one. And he looks at me and he goes, hey, I need your help. <laughs> I need your help. And I proceed, if you want to know when I learned that Santa was Santa a real, wasn't that real. was the day. So at 1230 at night, that's so good. I'm like, you know, dad, crescent wrench, dad. Crescent you know, wrench. I was like, hey, hey, I need an eighth yeah. socket. I literally put together and I will never forget this. So my, my sister got a Barbie, pink part Barbie <laughs> bike. And I got my first BMX bike and it was red and it had the little, you know. Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, and foam on the front, you know, like wrapped and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I had I put it all together. It took me probably over an hour. I really I think I didn't go to bed till about two. And oh, my dad say, took me used to say forever. My dad put me to bed. He's like, hey, he's like, tomorrow morning you gotta act surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like That's amazing. But it was a cool dad moment too, because it was kind of like, hey. You know, I'm never going to get this done. Right. I need support. It's like, bro, like, I love you. Like, you're turning into a man even at 10. Yeah. You know, here we go. You're getting a bike. I mean, I weighed together. like 47 pounds. But anyways, that's a fun, 
fun Christmas moment to remember. So thank you for listening. I think we can wrap this up. Yeah. Holiday episode. And we've got, I, I will say this, I haven't run this past you, Stephen, and I do want you to to chime in on um, and bring some people, but I've I've uh, I've gotten a couple of guests lined up that are pretty exciting for 2024. I'm excited. I mean, actually, like semi popular, semi famous people. Uh, More famous than us? No, that's well, no that's just that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least in not there, in Kazakhstan. There's 119 people that know me on Instagram. So now, nah. yeah, there's some followers out there. By the way, also we're gonna wrap this up. We're we're about to hit thousand. Oh yeah, we yeah, are about to hit a almost thousand. a thousand downloads. Thank you yeah. so much. Share, keep listening. Really appreciate so all the support. Make sure that if you have questions, comments, or digs at Pratt, definitely at me to email <laughs> us. Often wrong pod. Often wrong pod at Gmail and also Instagram. Thank you, Shelby Reed, for helping us put together. Yes, yeah, so we got a, so we got a new Instagram. Uh, and I, we, she's an intern now, which we had talked about last time and she's, she's doing great. Yeah. Um, so please hit us up there. Look for it. Um, uh, from that standpoint. Well, here we go. Merry cool. Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. We out. And to all. And to all. Good night. Oh, good night.